This is a state for Monday, October 31st, where we bring you the headlines that matter. I'm Rachel Fulton. Happy Halloween, and I am so sorry we had to miss all of last week for this podcast. We had the MSU fall break, which was Monday and Tuesday of last week, and then I was away for the end of the week for the College Media Association convention, which occurred in Washington, D.C., but we are back, and we're just going to get right into our first headline of the week, focusing on Michigan State football. Michigan State football suffered a 29-7 loss at the hands of rival number 4 Michigan Saturday night in Ann Arbor. The Spartan defense was able to initially hold the Wolverines to field goals, but the offense failed to string together explosive plays at the right times to create scoring opportunities. Graduate student kicker Jake Moody was responsible for the majority of Michigan scoring. He went 5-5 in field goals and and 2-2 in extra points. The Spartans started out with a promising drive with redshirt sophomore running back Jalen Berger and redshirt senior wide receiver Jaden Reed rushing for a combined 17 yards, the latter getting through thanks to a lead block from Peyton Thorne to seal the edge. Luckily for the Spartans, the Wolverines also had some miscues on their opening drive. It quickly became a fourth-and-one situation in which redshirt senior running back Elijah Collins was given the green light to punch it in. After a lengthy measurement from the referees, they ruled the Spartans had gotten the first down, but after an official review, he was ruled short and the Wolverines got the ball in MSU territory. Thorne wasted no time throwing to Keon Coleman, this time in the end zone, over two defenders for 26 yards, and he came down with it again, putting the Spartans up 7-3. After some struggling from the defense, letting Michigan go on top for a 10-7 lead, they were able to find their way into the red zone once again, but the Spartan defense forced them to settle for another field goal, and Michigan went into the locker room at half up 13-7. After MSU went three and out, the Wolverines quickly marched down the field, but were unable to get to the end zone. Moody came back in and kicked the ball through the uprights for the fourth time to put Michigan up 19-7. After going three and out once again, the Spartans called in six-year punter Bryce Beringer to send it away. However, the Wolverines rushed and took him down, getting in first in goal position. The Wolverines immediately capitalized on the error, and Blake Corum ran it in four yards to slam the door on the Spartans and run the score up 29-7. MSU will play away this weekend against Illinois on Saturday at 3.30 p.m. For our second headline, focusing on campus news, with the first public board of trustees meeting since President Samuel L. Stanley Jr.'s resignation, trustee Brianna Scott called Stanley's resignation collateral damage from ongoing miscommunication and distrust within the board. Board Chair Diane Byram said she would not be rerunning for chair in 2023. Trustee Rima Vassar even announced she'll be canceling the board's annual holiday party. In anger and in tears, trustees revealed their personal opinions on the departure of the former dean of the Broad College of Business, Title IX compliance issues, and the inner workings of the board. The board voted unanimously to release the final investigation report of the 2021 Title IX compliance certification. An internal audit was conducted and released to the public on September 13th. The board also hired an external counsel to investigate the certification process. 
The firm has completed the investigation and the report will be released when it is finished. News articles and leaks to the press have been at the center of board controversy since a September 11th article where an anonymous source alleged Stanley was given an ultimatum by the board to retire or be fired, which was later found to be inaccurate. Since then, board members have criticized the administration and each other through individual press releases. Trustee Kelly Tabay said the culture of using the media to communicate with each other is embarrassing. Tabay and Scott were the only two trustees who did not release any public statements or speak independently to the press. Tearing up, Scott said she wants to see the board be better than it is, but can't trust her colleagues. The former dean of the Broad College of Business, Sanjay Gupta, left the position in mid-August. His departure was linked to failure in mandated reporting responsibilities. Scott said she was apologetic for letting personal feelings get in the way of the greater good of the university. She said she was upset and confused when she learned about Gupta's departure, partially because of her affiliation and love for Broad. Scott said she was able to think more deeply when a conversation about the investigation led to trustee Renee Nake Jefferson pounding on the table saying, this is out of our authority. Nake Jefferson said she supported Provost Teresa Woodruff in Gupta's departure and has not attempted to override decisions that belong to the administration. For our final headline of the day, focusing on city news, Developers have processed the construction of new high-rise buildings, including a parking ramp, apartments, and commercial office space on the sites of Dublin Square Irish Pub and property along Evergreen Avenue. The new proposal has plans for Dublin Square's new home to be inside a 12-story building. The Evergreen Development proposal was presented last Thursday at an East Lansing Downtown Development Authority meeting by housing developer the Michaels Organization and city officials, according to a report from the Lansing State Journal. The Dublin Square site will have a 12-story building, including 209 residential units, comprised of 88 studio apartments, 88 one-bedroom apartments, and 33 two-bedroom apartments. It will also have 5,000 square feet of proposed lobby and amenity space and 6,000 square feet of restaurant and retail space, according to the city. Also, an affordable housing site will be located at the corner of Valley Court and Evergreen Avenue. It includes 93 residential units. The Michaels organization is working with the Vlahakis Group on the redevelopment of Dublin Square. The DDA-owned Evergreen property and a prior development proposal, the River Caddis Project, that was presented in 2020. Developers and city officials said at Thursday's meeting this proposal is fully conceptual at this time and that developers are trying to gauge interests. And finally, for today's weather forecast, it's predicting occasional rain with light winds and a high of 62 and a low of 48. Thank you for joining us for The State, produced by the State News and Impact 89FM. You can find us online at statenews.com and impact89fm.org. And we'll be back tomorrow with more.